single funk or also known as p funk uh, when it was originally released uh, recorded sometime between 2003 and 2004 at paisley park and originally streamed on a custom-made site that prince uh, bought for some reason uh, just to make a point i guess uh, on the 8th of november 2007 and then made available as a download through itunes on the 20th of november 2007 um, so apparently Prince had updated and re-recorded the lyrics around the time that the, uh, the track was sent out. Um, and Prince registered the domain Prince fans, oh, sorry, Prince fans United, uh, dot com to stream the track. Uh, it was known that this was a direct reference to Prince fans dot com, uh, which for everybody's information, Prince fans dot com is available to buy if you wish to purchase that domain name. Uh, so obviously, whatever happened, I don't know, 11 years ago, clearly whoever had the domain name, you know, gave it up and uh, didn't want the issue. Um, yeah. So um, on the track, it is Prince along with Renata Nato, Shelby J. Uh, and then we have some horns supplied by Mike Phillips, Greg Boyer and Lee Hogan's. Um, there was an earlier version that was just Prince by himself, but obviously the re-recorded version uh, is the one that everybody knows. Uh, it was 7 minutes 35, so Prince spent his time making his point um, on this particular song. And joining me to talk about today is Erica Thompson. Hello, Erica. Hello. For a genre, I feel we're fairly safe in saying diss track. Uh, that's, that's what this is. <laughs> Although it might be the first ever diss track to uh, an internet site like... Uh, I think Prince was ahead of the curve there uh, in uh, in kind of attacking the internet. Now, most famously, Prince obviously, you know, embraced the internet early on. Uh, you know, he had a song called My Computer and he had a song called Email. Um, and he, you know, he basically uh, used the internet from the early 2000s onwards with the MPG Music Club. Um, and I think even some of the orders for Crystal Ball you could you could uh, submit online, although most of them were taken by phone. So Prince had kind of embraced the internet early on. Um, you know, when iTunes came along, I think most of his back catalogue was available to buy. I certainly know that, you know, there are a few things that I'd been missing that I purchased through iTunes when, uh, when I first had access to that um in probably you know kind of early 2004 or 5 somewhere around there and prince was you know each each time he had a new album out he would come up with a new you know website so we had 3121.com lotusflower.com um you know it's so you know it's not like prince wasn't known for you know being involved in the internet uh, there's a famous joke that appears in the Simpsons episode Radioactive Man where various people are trying to get information about the Radioactive Man film and in the middle of the screen up pops a little tiny prince, um, you know, wearing purple. I, did, I mean, it, I feel like that's just to signify that it's prince, but uh, I don't know, a more, a more kind of recent reference would have been something from like Diamonds and Pearls, but they put him in his purple rain costume in the middle of this little five-way screen split. Uh, so people kind of knew about Prince and the Internet being like a thing, you know, like he was known for, for being on the Internet. Uh, and then uh, I don't know what happened, but, you know, Prince gave a couple of interviews where he said that uh, digital music was evil, uh, that it's all ones and zeros and that's not real music. And 
I, I mean, I know, he soured. He sa- he literally won a Webby Award for his, um, you know, uh, his use of the internet. And then the following year, he soured on the internet and gave all these interviews where he said that, um, you know, digital music was terrible and all this kind of stuff. And then he started taking down, um, you know, his websites. He stopped the MPG Music Club. Um, and, you know, uh, I mean, Prince had been, uh, I don't know, not, not super litigious while he was with Warner Brothers. Uh, but it was well known that there were a few kind of like uh, Prince fan letters and stuff that, that kind of happened or, or you know, fanzines uh, in the 80s uh, where some of Warner Brothers, you know, uh, they, they like if they featured pictures that were kind of like, you know, taken by someone who was like, you know, official Warner Brothers photographer or something or, you know, official Prince photographer or they were taken from brochures. Some of those fanzines would get cease and desist letters. And I don't know if that was Warner Brothers or if that was Prince, but. You know, it was something that was kind of known amongst Prince fans, certainly in the 80s and early 90s, that Prince was occasionally not a fan of his fans. And I guess this kind of culminated with a number of cease and desist letters being sent out to various websites uh, in the early 2000s. And then, you know, Prince, I guess, I don't know if like his anger boiled over or something. I can't imagine Prince ever getting angry. So um, I, I, I find that hard to picture. But he, he basically recorded this song where he spent you know, seven and a half minutes, uh, taking very, very specific shots at people who were claiming to be fans. Um, and, you know, I don't know, like, I think this is one of those songs where, you know, the lyrics are kind of everything. <laughs> um, you know, like, he, like the, it, this, this entire song, it doesn't matter what kind of genre Prince was in, you know, this entire song is about the lyrics and about who Prince is attacking um you know in particular there's a there's a point where like he keeps name checking this one person um you know and there's a very good like rolling stone article that kind of outlines what happened um you know there's a person called we malicious that (laughs) prince like literally targets and keeps calling him you know a punk and how he's gonna knock them out and i i i I, like I, i don't know why prince was this angry obviously in later years you know one of the more famous things about prince was that um, he got into a, a bit of a scuffle with uh, Radiohead because, um, you know, they had like someone, I think Prince had done a cover of Creep and then someone uploaded the video to YouTube and Prince insisted that the person take it down. Um, and then Radiohead actually stepped in and said, no, 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 this is a cover of our song. So, you know, because it's our song, we, we don't care about it being up on the Internet. So, you know, it can it can stay up. Um, and there are a lot of videos um, on YouTube, uh, probably uploaded from around that period. That, I mean, they're hard to find now because obviously Prince did make people take a lot of stuff off YouTube. Um, but if you see any of them, they do have kind of like a lot of disclaimer stuff in the description where they're like, this is fair use. And there's even if you find the kind of creep Coachella performance, I think literally in the title of like the thing, it says creep Coachella performance Prince. This has to stay up because Radiohead says, you know, said so or something like like there's a thing that literally kind of says this is fair use. Prince can't take it down like people are very like kind of cagey about it um so you know prince obviously then kind of i don't know he got a bit of a reputation towards the end of being a person who didn't want anything on the internet which i don't think was completely true i think he just wanted to make sure if stuff was on the internet that he was getting paid for it because obviously he was an artist and that was how he made his money so he wasn't one for people just putting stuff up for free um you know and you know the third eye girl um you know youtube account had various stuff from third eye girl you know various videos you know that were kind of put up there so it's not like prince never used the internet it's just he was very kind of specific about who could use what and you know when it came to prince 
Um, you know, there are there are still like Prince forums and stuff that have been up for you know decades at this point um, that obviously weren't taken down. I think it was just Prince was not a, a fan of people using stuff, you know, using his likeness and stuff like that. You know, if if it's just like if it's just a forum that's a bunch of text about people talking about Prince, I don't think he was that concerned about that. It was when it came to people putting up you know performances or stuff like that. Um, you know, that's kind of that seemed to be the thing that he was he was not a fan of. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think the, the funny thing is this, uh, I guess there was a, there was a point where, you know, um, uh, this kind of soured some people against Prince because they kind of, uh, they, they saw him as someone who was trying to basically, um, you know, shut people down and not let them put stuff on, inter on the internet and that. Um, and you know, I get, I guess maybe cause I, I kind of knew about the stuff that had gone on with some of the fanzines in the eighties where, you know, anything with, you know, I mean, in the end, they just turned into pages of text because any time there was a photograph in them, Warner Brothers would be like, "You can't, you can't distribute pictures of prints." Basically, um, so I don't know. I feel like this is this is one of the kind of areas where um, you know Prince had this kind of weird love hate relationship with the internet, and uh, I, I guess in the end, he felt the best way to express himself, as with many other things in his life, was by just doing a song. Yeah, I um, so I really enjoy looking back on this period because I was fortunate enough to experience this in real time. And it's like a very vivid memory for me. And I get jealous of the fans who came up in the eighties because like they were there in real time and I wasn't, but I think by the time 2007 rolled around, a lot of those old fans were still kind of tapped out. So I can kind of boast like I was here in real time. Like I remember sitting in my college library as all this was going on, like the back and forth, like, oh, what's Prince going to do next? Oh, my God, look what he did. So it's really cool. And I think, you know, you mentioned that this kind of soured some people on Prince. But I think for the most part, folks were excited. Like even the fans and Prince fans united were like, oh, my God, this track is amazing. Like we should make Prince angry more often because this song is so good and um I think at the time a lot of us thought he wrote the whole thing in one day and you know we now know that he didn't but I mean I think of course it's still impressive that he updated the lyrics and did what he did to it in one day but um just hearing it is is, is so cool and like you said the lyrics are hilarious and like I, I mean we could go into some of that but I like at the end where he says cancer chronic fatigue ugly or just plain po I love all y'all don't ever mess with me no mo and so it's like you mentioned that he's angry and yeah he probably was but there's it's it's all in fun some of it at least when it comes to the song so it's like from the fan community as frustrated as we get with Prince um it was still like we weren't going to stop being fans. And it was like, Prince was always doing something unpredictable, interesting, pioneering with his moves, even with his um, treatment of the internet. So it was always intriguing and, and we were always going to pay attention to it. And I would like to think, you know, as he says, I love all y'all. I mean, he, he still loved his fans, but like you said, he just wanted to have control over his likeness, over his music and everything. And I think, I mean, I was frustrated with it because future generations need to know about Prince. And so I'm happy that now after his passing, all of the stuff is on YouTube, all of the stuff is available. So that was the only thing that got me. It's like, while Prince was still alive, there were young folks that I wanted to be able to go to YouTube and watch his old stuff just to understand how great he was. Um, 
but yeah, like I said, it, it it's just an all-around great song. The lyrics are hilarious, which I guess we can get into some of that too. And and the music is great. Yeah, I get. I mean, I guess when I say angry, it's just because obviously you know um, Warner Brothers spent a lot of or well not Warner Brothers but just Paisley Park's lawyers should I say. Uh, spent a lot of time sending <laughs> cease and desist to people websites and you know obviously the whole thing with youtube which wasn't you know for a, a few more years but it's still kind of indicative of this idea that you know prince you know didn't want stuff on the internet um you know which i, I fully understand because you know he's the one who's you know at this point he you know had no record label he's just creating the music and i mean you know he he basically um was was kind of in charge of trying to get his own music out uh, and I think this was around the time of Planet Earth, I think, yeah. was the most recent album. Yeah. So and obviously he'd given that away with newspapers like so he wasn't averse to like having people have his music. He just didn't want people kind of bootlegging it and sticking it on the Internet and, you know, kind of using it in a way that meant basically he he didn't kind of. You know, he didn't have control of it. Um, you know, obviously that's... I mean, he spent like, you know, as, as the fans would have known, he spent like a good few years fighting Warner Brothers for stuff like this. So for the fans to then turn around and be like, oh, well, if Warner Brothers isn't going to kind of stick this stuff out there, then we'll put it out there. Uh, it, it, I don't know, it, it kind of it kind of felt a, a little bit kind of funny, um, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, obviously... I, I mean, the weirdest thing is I, I'm not even sure why Prince, you know, felt the need to kind of crack down on photographs of himself. Like, you know, you're always like there's always going to be pictures of you out there. Like it's you know, it's you can't kind of stop that. Um, you know, uh, although obviously I understand Paisley Park has a slightly different uh, view on people taking pictures. Um, so, you know, like this this whole thing of like, you know, you, you like uh, it, it, this kind of weird attack. But like you say, like it is it is kind of playful. Again, like I say, I can't really imagine Prince being angry, uh, but I can kind of imagine that the anger was the reason why he started to record this song. And then maybe along the way, he kind of just maybe got a, a bit of a kind of sense of humor about it. Uh, it's funny because one of the sites that apparently Prince tried to take down was housequake.com. Now, while PrinceFansUnited.com is available for sale, housequake.com isn't. And, you know, basically the site has been going for, you know, 20 years now. So, like, you know, Prince couldn't stop it 10 years ago and it's still it's still there now um, and just kind of, you know, functions as just like a Prince news website now. Uh, but I the thing is, I can't imagine that the estate would be like that bothered by people kind of doing stuff like that. You know, like I don't think they have the same kind of thing that Prince had of, of being very kind of I mean, obviously, they, they'll control the stuff that comes out from the vault and stuff like that. But they, they don't seem to be as litigious as Prince was, uh, you know, 11 years ago. Um, but yeah, so in the lyrics, you know, there's I mean, the song obviously goes on for a little while. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. But um this this whole thing of like you know here he comes he's gonna try and ruin my day I don't know if that's Prince talking about a specific person you know online or if he's talking about himself uh, and if he's talking about himself I think it's quite a funny way for him to kind of open the song and be like kind of talking about him coming and ruining someone else's day uh, you know would be quite funny um, and, and you know this this whole kind of like uh, you know you know i'll never be a turncoat <laughs> you know like again like that's very kind of like strong language you know to kind of kind of label people as turncoats um uh, you know but although i do like that he kind of acknowledges you know funny stuff be going down asked him how it happened yo he don't know like i i don't know i i kind of i i do kind of like the sense of humor that's in the song you know prince is is kind of you know 
trying to say to people one man's justice is another man's fear like he clearly has like a, an idea of, of how to use like the legal system but at the same time he has like a bit of a sense of humor about what he's kind of doing um although this whole kind of i, I don't know like taking money when the crime don't pay like you know it, i i mean this is this is, again this all takes place quite a while after the whole um you know metallica napster lawsuit thing um so obviously you know like you know it, music sharing on the internet had already got a bad reputation anyway so um but in this in this case i think prince uh you know this this whole thing of you know the only reason you say my name is to get your 15 seconds of fame it's like uh, that feels a little bit harsh as well but i think again because prince seems to be delivering this song with like a smile it doesn't feel as bad as it possibly could be. I feel like if someone was just to take these lyrics and kind of read them to you directly, you'd think, well, this this doesn't sound good. This sounds like this person is not happy with what I'm doing. Um, but I think the way Prince delivers in the song is a little bit more, uh, like I say, there's a, there's a little bit more of a, a kind of sense of humor about the whole thing. Um, you know. And like you say, in the spoken outro, he does kind of have the whole thing about how he still loves us all. But uh, I don't know, for a while in this song, it feels like he's probably, you know, that doesn't feel completely true to me. Like there's points where I'm like, this, this feels like it feels about as raw as Prince has ever got when it comes to the subject of like, you know, his fans and, you know, the kind of the interactions that he has with them and, you know, the kind of the daily stuff that he kind of has to put up with, which I could understand, like, you know, if you're if if. Prince is obviously, you know, in the past, you know, particularly when you think of like the song Hello, that's probably the only other time where he's talked about like a personal experience that's kind of really obvious and autobiographical and kind of, you know, like the, so the, the kind of the, the pressures of being someone famous, uh, you know, it, 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 it kind of, you know, it came through in that song. And I think there's a little bit of that in here as well. You know, it's funny because when this came out, like I did try to decode the lyrics like, oh, who is he talking about? And then I just gave up. Like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> But I think you can apply some of this just generally. Like, it's almost uplifting. Like, I don't care what people may say. I ain't going to let it ruin my day. The best remedy, not remedy, remedy, <laughs> for a basket full of lies is funk. I also like how he says, you might not like the taste, but I'm still going to stick your face in this funk. So it's kind of funny. It's like, I don't know. You can, like, listen to it as, like, a motivational song, too. Um, so I like that about it. And then, of course, he's doing a lot of this in his Camille voice. And at the end, like, when Renato, you know, is doing his, like, glorious piano part, like, Prince is just having fun, just, like, doing a little skit. And it's always it's always fun to listen to, to, the, to that stuff. Like, Pookie, is the limo warm? <laughs> but, um... But I also, what was I going to say? So in terms of the music, too, though, uh, you know, because he's doing everything but piano, according to Prince Vault. And I love how at the end he calls out the different instruments, like listen to my drum and listen to my bass and the guitar. And it's just like, it's really cool to just like hear, to be reminded of everything that he can do. And um, I also like at the very end, like I've, you know, he comes up with this tagline that I've started to use, which is peace, y'all stay funky. Um, so <laughs> I've been using that uh, going forward. Um, but then I also like, there are just like, there's just like 
so many little gems in this song. Like he references the grand progression, which is one of the unreleased tracks in the vault. You can find it on YouTube now, but that he recorded in um, likely 1987, according to Prince Ball. And it was originally slated to go on the graffiti bridge. So it's kind of cool that Prince at times references what's in his vault. And then, you know, he can't let the song in without getting a spiritual reference in there where he says, so there you have it, world that is passing away. And of course, the Jehovah's Witnesses believe that we are currently living in the last days of this system of things, as they call it. So I just love how he has to get that in. But it's just like it's like a treasure chest, this song. I love it so much. It also probably contains the only reference that I've ever heard him make to the Timberwolves where he says, I'm out like the wolves in the first, which um, I think up until this point, the t- like the Timberwolves, once they got Kevin Garnett, they were kind of very well known for, uh, like they would finish they would finish quite high each, each season, um, but they would always pretty much go out in the first round of the playoffs. So it was just like, they, they, they basically made the playoffs like for 10 straight years or something with Kevin Garnett. And then Kevin Garnett went to a different uh, team. I think he went to the Nets. Um, or or he might have gone to the Knicks. I can't remember. He might have even gone to the. I don't know. He might have gone to the Lakers. He went. He went somewhere else basically. And once Kevin Garnett left, the Timberwolves, uh, their performance went completely down. Not that basketball is all about one man, but I think when Kevin Garnett was playing for the Timberwolves, it was pretty much about him. Um, but I do like that kind of like I'm out like the Wolves in the first. It's, it's such a nice kind of like. Um, you know, it's very rare that Prince kind of makes kind of sports metaphors in his songs or anything or talks about sports. So it's nice that he just has that one kind of line that acknowledges both the fact that he enjoys, you know, watching the Timberwolves succeed each season, but then they have this reputation for just getting to the first round of the playoffs and no further. Um, but yeah, and also, I I don't know, I feel, I feel like maybe Prince might have related to someone like Kevin Garnett because obviously he was famously drafted uh, when he was in high school and he basically he never went to college. He literally went straight from high school had like a 10 year deal with the Timberwolves that was worth like 150 million or something like that. Um, and due to that deal in following years, the NBA were like, people have to finish high school and have to go to college at least for the, at least for one year. Just let's pretend like, you know, that they're doing something else other than immediately going straight into the NBA. Um, so I don't know. I just, I, I find it, I find it quite interesting that Prince, you know, chooses this song to kind of mention it in passing. But like you say, I think it feels, it fits with the kind of sense of humor of the song. And, you know, that like, I think I think as well, you know, Prince sometimes would get a reputation for being a little bit serious and this is, you know, a nice antidote to it. I think the only thing that's, I don't know, I guess maybe it's its own self-fulfilling prophecy, but this song is very, very hard to find on the internet. <laughs> so, um, you know, like, uh, I, there are kind of a couple of live versions that I found um, and I did have this song many years ago, but unfortunately I've now lost it. So, uh, I don't know, like, I, I find it funny that this is probably one of the only Prince songs that you can't find on the internet, and it's about Prince making songs unavailable on the internet. So, it's, it's, it's a nice little kind of bit of irony. But, yeah, if you can find it and listen to it, it is, like, it, it's a it's a well-done song. And, like you say, yeah, Prince points out all the instruments that he's playing on this song, um, you know. And, I like, I, I feel like there are certain Prince fans who kind of, at a certain point, tired of Prince, kind of, you know, his his kind of, uh, like, the, the fact that he was so kind of changeable, and, you know, one minute he's all about, you know, the internet and winning awards for it, and then the next year he's like, you know, digital music is evil, and then a couple of years later he's making a deal with Tidal, and it's like, I feel like people would, would just want a certain level of consistency for Prince, of like, just give us a single place where we can always get your music, and we'll be happy with that, but... 
you know, Prince never wanted to make it easy. Uh, I would say, I don't know, it's, it's hard for me to kind of give this a rating. Um, you know, I would say maybe like a four out of five. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, as, as fun as it is, I do think it just goes on just a tad too long. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of pushing towards eight minutes. And I, I think, you know, there are some great Prince songs that are like seven to eight minutes. And I don't think this is in the same kind of range as them, but it's still, I, I think for kind of historical, um, reasons, I think it's, you know, it's, it's probably at least worth a, a four, probably a solid three, but I would say four just because, uh, I do enjoy some horns on a Prince song. Yeah, yeah, I forgot to mention the horns, and we also need to give a shout-out to Shelby, who has great vocals on this song, and it was available on her MySpace page, so that's how long ago this was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I would give this a 5 out of 5. This song is amazing to me. I, I love it so much. It doesn't... I don't get bored of it. Um, like, when it goes off, I'm like, I want to I wanna hear it again, or I want to hear Prince, like, just kind of riff some more. So, 5 out of 5 uh, for me, for sure. Uh, now, obviously, Prince did play this live a couple of times in 2013. 14 uh you know he had some uh it was it was on a third eye girl kind of tv stream or whatever it was like one of those websites again the irony of him performing a song about <laughs> about him wanting to take people off the internet on the internet um but yeah i i don't know i i just i think uh i think obviously i think just for kind of like it's just interesting as like you know um at this point, we're kind of so used to everything being available, like streaming and, you know, everything available on YouTube. Even YouTube are kind of trying to get into the streaming game themselves. And so it's kind of interesting to, to kind of look back like just 11 years and see that, you know, Prince was kind of willing to fight over this um, and, you know, kind of, you know, uh, try and kind of take himself off the Internet. <laughs> and it's just kind of like I feel like I feel like it was a losing battle that Prince didn't realize was a losing battle until too late. Uh, and then he kind of just embraced it. Um, and, you know, even to this day, uh, Hit and Run Phase 1 is exclusive on Tidal. So, <laughs> so whatever deal he put in place is is still working for that. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, it's an interesting track. And I, I think it's just one of those it's one of those weird kind of little times in Prince's life where, you know, he was willing to give an album away with a newspaper, but he didn't want people putting photographs of him on the, web, on the Internet. Uh, and... I don't know. I, I know. I guess from Prince's point of view, at least like when he did kind of like bite back, it was with with a little bit of a sense of humor and a little bit of fun. And so I, I, I guess most Prince fans couldn't stay angry at him that long, um, you know. And, uh, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that it took his death for kind of everything to be put back onto YouTube, basically. Um, but I do think that the, uh, you know, the Prince YouTube channel has been a, you know, it's a really good resource. If you're, you know, if you're a Prince fan and, and there's videos that you haven't seen in years and stuff, most of them are all on there now. So, uh, you know, it's certainly worth taking a look at it. And there's even some live stuff on that they've put on recently, which is worth checking out as well. Um, you know, so it's, it's I don't know, it, I, I feel like I would have preferred it if Prince had still been alive and kind of embraced YouTube in that way. Um, but, you know, it, at least it's it's something kind of good that came out of him no longer being with us is is at least now if if you do want to show people a prince video then you can just go look it up on youtube <laughs> which you know feels like something that should have been easier to do a few years ago but it wasn't uh i feel like we've spoken about as much as we possibly can about funk or p-funk depending on uh, you know where you find it so let's go to plugs there's anything that you wish to plug erica yes i write about prince and spirituality at a purple day in december.com you can also find me on twitter and instagram at miss m-i-s-s underscore e thompson 
T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at princetrackbytrack at gmail.com. Uh, and I would like to say, you know, if you are the Prince Estate, please do not try and take Prince Podcast away from me as a Twitter, because at this point I've said it like 400 times, and, uh, you know, I feel like I got lucky that I managed to get that handle. Um, thanks once more for joining me to be my guest here, Erica. Peace, y'all. Stay funky. <laughs> and otherwise...